130 ships, 18,000 men, all sent to England on a religious and political mission on the orders of one man, King Philip II of Spain. He sent what he called La Felicissima Armada, the most fortunate fleet, and what England came to call the Spanish Armada. So pour your cuppers, because this is coffee and a slice of history, the Spanish Armada. A open welcome to episode 16. Ella here as usual. I hope you are all doing very well. Not much to announce this week apart from remember to check out the podcast Instagram page for photos to go with the episode and to check out the podcast coffee page. Both of these links I'll put in the episode description. Also, with today's episode, I will be touching on a few points which I've previously covered in the Tudor Dynasty episode. So if you want more listening time about the rise of the Tudor family, go check out the Tudor Dynasty parts one and two. So without further ado, on to today's episode. 1588. King Philip II has been king for 32 years. He was a devout Roman Catholic, had worked his way through four marriages and was 61 years of age. His foreign policies were greatly influenced by his religion and he believed that he was a defender of the Catholic faith within Europe. And with Protestant Reformation on the rise, he really, really wanted to reiterate this. By 1588, Henry VIII had lived, ruled and died, and his daughter, Queen Elizabeth I, was monarch. But thanks to Henry VIII, Protestant Reformation within England had made the country almost into a split state one half being Catholics and the other half being Protestants, because of his divorce from Catherine of Aragon and the creation of the Church of England, and Henry being the head of this. However, even earlier than this, the ball was set rolling for Philip wanting to start building his armada and plotting against England. 1558 was a year full of bitter conflict over power, and it wasn't helped much by the people involved being different faiths. At this time, Mary Tudor was monarch. She was the eldest child of Henry VIII from his first marriage with Catherine of Aragon and she was actually married to Philip II of Spain. Mary and Philip had struggled to produce an heir, meaning that there was one of two people they could choose from to name as successor to the English throne. The first was Mary Tudor's half-sister, Elizabeth Tudor, who was Henry VIII's second child from his second marriage to Anne Boleyn. Elizabeth was Protestant. The second option was Philip's chief rival and was Mary's cousin, Mary Queen of Scots. Even though Mary Queen of Scots was a Catholic, Philip still didn't fancy his chances of having her as next in line to the throne, as she was betrothed to the son of the French king meaning that England would have essentially been sucked into the French Empire, something Philip really didn't want to happen, as the French was his enemy. However, in the eyes of Mary Tudor, she didn't want her half-sister to become queen, as she thought she was illegitimate, as well as doubting Elizabeth's loyalty to her and the Catholic faith. She even put her in the Tower of London for a period of time. However, as it turned out, Philip was on Elizabeth's side 
and he deemed her better suited to become in line to the throne, as he thought that she was a little submissive and could be pushed more towards the Catholic faith, as sometimes she did attend Catholic church services. Due to this, Philip managed to persuade Mary Tudor to release Elizabeth from house arrest, and it was meant that Philip could keep the church where it was. Mary Tudor eventually gave in to her husband Philip and named Elizabeth as successor to the English throne. Then Mary died in 1558 and Elizabeth was crowned queen. After Elizabeth ascended to the throne, Philip sent one of his ambassadors to England to talk to Elizabeth and remind her of just how much he had supported her in the past, as well as to try and keep some sort of influence in England. One of the points the ambassador made was that Elizabeth needed Philip's protection, as she was a young queen. She was only 25 years of age at this point. He also suggested that Elizabeth should become a Catholic, as opposed to a Protestant. Once again, he was showing just how much he believed he was a defender of Catholicism. However, Philip really underestimated the young queen, as she turned down all of his offers of protection, as well as be to become Catholic. Bitter with this rejection, Philip trying harder to get her on side. He even turned to offering his hand in marriage to Elizabeth. However, she also turned this offer down. As well as this, the Spanish Empire was sought after by the English and many times English pirates and privateers would target Spanish ships around Europe, taking anything of worth they could find. In amongst all of this, Sir Francis Drake burnt over 20 Spanish ships in Cadiz in 1587. Furthermore, the Walter Raleigh attempt twice to establish an English colony in North America. However, he was unsuccessful. All of this combined riled up King Philip the wrong way and it pushed his want to invade England even more. His plan was to sail 18,000 men and 130 ships in tight formation up to England and along the English Channel to the narrowest point where he would then meet 26,000 soldiers from the Netherlands on foot. The Armada would protect this armour so they could invade England. An issue for Philip was that he was told some of his ships were damaged and in need of repair. A fairly large proportion of his sailors were ill and his provisions were rotten. This illness amongst his sailors would have made them absolutely useless at sea as they needed to be strong, fit and healthy. It was Philip's naval commander, the Duke of Medina, who reported this in a letter to Philip. However, desperate to act, the king told his naval commander to pull himself together and his men together and just simply carry on with the plans. So following his king's orders, the Duke of Medina set sail to invade England. They were hounded on the English Channel by the English Navy. Two Spanish ships even collided and provided an opportunity for Sir Francis Drake to capture a Spanish ship, the Rosario. Sir Francis Drake was born around 1540 and was the eldest of 12 boys. Himself and his family all moved to Kent when they, he was young and lived in an old ship. This is where he found his interest in sailing before joining the Navy. Then, by 
the Elizabethan period of Tudor England, Sir Francis Drake was collating a lot of England's riches and led many of its naval successes. He usually attacked Spanish ships and took their treasure, and he even had a nickname given to him by the Spanish. He was known as El Dragon, or the Dragon, and posed as a great threat to Spanish voyages. King Philip even put the equivalent of four million pounds on Drake's head for him to be captured. So the fact that Drake captured the Rosario ship came as no surprise to anyone and once again Drake lived up to his nickname. When the Armada reached Calais, the troops from the Netherlands weren't there as promised and the Spanish had to wait, leaving them open to attack and that is exactly what happened. While the Spanish were waiting in fear for attack, Queen Elizabeth I went down to Tilbury, where her navy was based, and it was here that she is reported to have given a speech to the men. I know I have the body of a weak and feeble woman, but I have the heart and stomach of a king, and of a king of England too, and think foul scorn that Parma or Spain or any prince of Europe should dare to invade the borders of my realm, to which rather than any dishonour grown by me, I myself take up arms. I myself will be your general judge and rewarder of every one of your virtues in the field. I know already of your forwardness, you have deserved rewards and crowns, as we do assure you in the word of a prince they shall be duly paid. In the meantime, my Lieutenant General shall be my steed, than whom never Prince commanded a more noble or worthy subject, not doubting, but by your obedience, to my General by your concord in the camp and your valour in the field. We shall shortly have a famous victory over those enemies of God, of my kingdom, and of my people. This speech spurred the naval men on and the English launched into attack. In a panic, the Spanish ships cut anchor, causing four ships to be lost and then after a struggle with the English navy, winds pushed the Armada north and they went with the wind towards Ireland and even right up to Scotland. They lost 22 ships in storms before heading back to Spain, defeated. By the time the Armada had gotten back to Spain, over half of the remaining ships were commissioned for repair. But there was one thing the Spanish couldn't fix post-battle, and that was the European Protestant celebrations. These Protestants believed that when the ships were scattered because of the weather and storms, it was God himself interfering, as he is the only one to control the weather. And in their eyes, God chose Protestants that day. However, this didn't deter King Philip II away from his Catholic religion and he stayed true to his belief that he was a protector of the Catholic faith right up until he died. <laughs>